Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. What's up? Welcome back to NBS Fitness Radio. I am here with Jessica Chef Ramsey. Jessica has been a client at NBS for a little bit over a year now. Jessica came to us last year uh, with the goal of making it to the Olympics in shot put. And she did. So we're going to talk about her story and uh, get to kind of hear the experience of an Olympic athlete. Uh, First, Jessica, kind of give us your background. How did you get into shot put and kind of what's been your, your journey thus far? Well, I started with the shot put maybe around eight-ish. Um, I started as a sprinter first, so I really didn't get into it, get into it until maybe really high school. Um, started in high school, still was sprinting, and genetics kicked in, so got a little bigger. So it was like, okay, let's throw her into some uh, field events. Okay. And so I did uh, the discus and then the shot put. Did you did you do any other sports in middle school or high school, or did you just uh, um, track? In middle school, just track. In high school, I got into cheerleading, uh, basketball, and flag football. Okay. Yeah. What um, like what attracted you to track? What what made you kind of decide? Hey, that looks fun. Um, I guess because my mom did track and field. Okay. And so I, I always thought I would be a sprinter. Yeah, yeah. Other did, was your mom a sprinter? Okay. Yeah, she was a sprinter, and uh. I was like, okay, I want to be a sprinter. I want to follow in my mom's footsteps. But then I got more of my dad's jeans gotcha. in me. It got a little bigger. So, <laughs> did your what? Uh, did your mom do it at a at a higher level? What, what level did she do it at? Um, she just went to high high school. With okay, it. yeah, gotcha. okay, um, okay. So, and you're in high school in Florida, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so at some point you figure out I'm pretty good at shot put, right? Mm-hmm. And well, I didn't know I was like. Well, in school, in high school, I knew I was kind of, like, good in it because I won um, state titles and things like that. Yeah. And then so, like, the college um, recruiters started coming. I was like, okay. Yeah. But I really didn't know until maybe my junior year when I went to Western Kentucky. Uh, my coach, Ashley, she coaches at um, – Junior year Denver. of uh, high school? or College. Jun- okay. Of college that I knew that, okay, I can go somewhere with this. So you ended up getting – uh, a scholarship to go throw at uh, Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what made you choose there? Because uh, I had a uh, brother. I had okay. a brother there. Um, okay. Because I was going to stay in Florida and go to UCL, but okay. I didn't want to stay in Florida. I didn't want to be close to home. Gotcha. I wanted to kind of branch off a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you go to Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And is that where you met your throws coach? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's my throws coach, and she's my uh, mentor now, so. Very cool. Yeah. I actually threw four years at Western Kentucky. I actually threw two years at Western. So I went to South Plains. I went to a junior college first. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I went to South Plains. That was in Texas. And I threw there for two years. And then I went to uh, Western. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And it was your junior year at Western that you're like, oh, I'm... I could be pretty good at this. Yeah. How how far were you throwing then? Um, I think I threw... I, w- I don't think I was throwing pretty good either there, like 55, 56 maybe. Okay. Yeah. What, which, okay, and, and what's that in meters? Um, Like 17, 17 high, 17, 70s, 17, okay. yeah. What's good for a female in in college? Um, or What's like average or good? Like the standards are rising. The girls are throwing like ridiculous now. Throwing 18s yeah, pretty throwing, regularly? Yeah, okay. throwing 18s now. So I would say 18 meters is really good. Okay, really good. And what, what were you throwing in high school? In high school, my best was 47 feet. Okay. Yeah. So, and then what did you say you, th- you threw in, in, co- in college, junior year? In college, year? Um, like 56, 57. So added a, a whole nother 10 feet to yeah. your throw. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then what happened after college? So after college, um, I was in Southern Illinois at SIU with Coach um, John and Coach Connie Price-Smith. Um, Throwing, coaching at school, what, what were you doing there? Um, just being post-collegiate. So okay. um, I wanted to leave with Coach Ashley because she got a, a 
coaching job at Ohio State, but mm-hmm. they didn't accept post-collegiates. What, uh, explain to people what a post-collegiate is. It's um, basically like a pro athlete after um, – so you have the collegiate that's still in college, and yep. then we're post-collegiate out of college going professional. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, she was going to have a lot on her plate, and so she couldn't have the post-collegiates. And so she was very um, known by Coach Connie. And so I went over to Southern Illinois and trained with them and worked very there. Cool. And they took me in. So I would say I'm adopted okay. when I went there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very cool. And then leaving from there, that's when we came to Old Miss in 2015, I believe. And that was Coach Connie and um, uh, John Smith. Yes. And John Smith, they came and became the, the head coach at Old Miss. University. Correct. So you went with them down here. Yes. That's kind of what brought you to the Memphis area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I stayed in Oxford for about five years and then moved up here. Okay. Yeah. Just needed a different scenery. Yeah. Yeah. Versus <laughs> the college sound. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, tell people what, like how much a shot, like what is a shot? It's just a steel ball, a steel um, ball. I believe mine is a Nishi. It's a 4K, which is 8.8 pounds. Um, what is it? It's just like a big round ball. They have different dimensions. Of it's them. a big round metal ball, but they all weigh 8.8 pounds. Yeah, for the females. At, at every level or... Um, just in college and pros, or is it high school? High school, too, I believe, was 4K also. Okay. Yeah. And then the guys throw, how, how heavy a ball? 16 pounds. So they throw almost double double yeah. the weight. Yeah. Okay. Um, They're bigger, so. You're right. I mean, I, I, yeah. I didn't know they did do double. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So that was kind of like the beginning story. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you kind of kept developing. Yeah. And when you came... Um, when you came to MBS and, and you said, hey, I want to make it to the Olympics, and, and you kept saying, like, I've got a 20-meter throw in me. Mm-hmm. You would say, like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this in practice. I've got this in me. Um, like, at what point post-collegiate did you realize, like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. I could go to the Olympics. That, that was an actual goal. Um, really, I always knew. I just – had to figure out the right steps because it's all your as a female our body's always changing and so every year I change like my body changed so I kept getting stronger but I needed to get stronger in different points gotcha. so um, being uh, a thrower it was more powerlifting more being strong and I knew I needed to focus more on like my smaller muscles mm-hmm. um, like my jumps being uh, very movement yeah. uh, all of my movement so. So I was you, like, I have to step outside of my box. Gotcha. So you, you knew you had kind of a, a the foundation of strength and power necessary. Just kind of like put it together and and put it together to to actually achieve the goal. Right. Um. Did you did you go to the qualify qual um the Olympic qualifiers for the twenty sixteen Olympics? Um. No, I didn't. I didn't make it to qualifying. Okay. I, uh, I believe I fouled out, or I didn't. I didn't make the mark for. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you? Oh, okay, so and for those who don't understand, uh, explain the process for actually getting to the Olympics. So, uh, you have to hit a qualifying mark. A qualifying mark, meaning a, a, you have to be able to throw it a certain distance mm-hmm. in any uh, in, in, in any qualifying meets during that right year. Right. So every year it starts over. You yep. have to have the mark in order to go to the Olympic trials. Right. And then at the Olympic trials, they have another standard where they'll take the top 24 girls until into the uh, finals. Gotcha. So anyone who's hit that qualifying mark in a meet that year mm-hmm. then gets invited to the Olympic qualifiers. Right. Then in the Olympic qualifiers, you have what's called a qualifying mark. round. Yep. Yes. And then anyone who hits that or up to how many people? 24. Goes to the finals Mm -hmm. that night. And then from the finals, they take how many? 12. Okay. And then to actually go to the Olympics, how many get to go? Three. So it's the top three people that Mm -hmm. threw on that day. On that day. So you have to hit a a certain mark to get invited, Mm -hmm. but then you have to be able to throw 
the top three throws on that day. Yeah, nothing matters. Well, your your marks matter to get there, but yep. nothing else matters. Only that day, what you do on that yeah. day. And yeah. so that's why it's so important to be able to peak for that specific event. Yes. Okay, let's do this. So I want to wa- I want to watch your um, <laughs> your throw. So let's um, let's give people a kind of quick quick summary of kind of what happened here in the Olympics. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute it, but or this is in the Olympic qualifying. Yeah, no, this is the finals. I'm sorry, this, this yeah, sorry, is, this yeah. is the, the the finals for the Olympic trials. Yes, and um, so you came out during the qualifying round, and you only had to throw one throw. Yeah, one and done. One and done, because you knew you were going to make it into the finals. Right. All right. Now, talk to us about what happened in the finals. Uh, in the finals, I was prepared. So in the qualifying round. I threw, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I don't want to waste any more energy on trying to qualify because I'm already qualified. Right. Let's take that energy into the finals. Um, we prepared. I knew I was prepared. I did my meditation, talked to myself. I was ready. So going into the finals, I was just like, this is my field. I'm number one in everything that yeah. I do. Let's go. All right. And so you came out in that first throw in the finals. What did you throw? Uh, 19, I think 19. 40 or something yeah. like that which puts you one and one yeah yep <laughs> okay and then so you uh it was you and your friend raven yeah raven saunders who also made it to the olympics yeah y'all are kind of going back and forth yeah so you threw two at, um in the 19s and were sitting in first yeah then raven came and she threw a 19-something that beats you, right? Like a 1990, I yeah, think like, she threw. Yeah. Yeah. And so, now she was in first place. You're still qualified, but right. she's in first place, right? right? So, then you come back, and what do you do? I come back, and I just dominate. Like, I knew that was in me. Like, um, we motivate each other. So, her throwing that, I say, okay. So, it's time. So, it gave me some type of, brought a dog out of me. I was yeah. like, okay. It's something to chase. You're like, okay. Yeah. If you can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And watching the video, I actually, I just noticed this probably yesterday. I, I um, was talking to myself in the ring. I was like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and we're going to watch this in just a second. Actually, let's, let's, let's go ahead and watch it. So, talk us through here. You're, um, they've called your name. You've grabbed your shot. You're sitting in the ring. What are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking right here as you're getting ready to kind of... Uh, throw here uh right now i'm just telling myself let's go this is my field um my coach was telling me you got 20 meters in you so just bring it out yeah and so i'm just like okay now are you are you going through like a checklist here so right now you kind of got the shot in the ready position Mm -hmm. you're preparing to kind of begin your throw yes are you going through a checklist in your head? Are you like, do this, 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 and this? Or no. are you just kind of blank and just thinking? I, I go blank as soon as I stand in. Like, I do my thinking before I get to the meet because I kind of will think too much. Gotcha. And so, and there, I just tell myself to let's go. And before even going here, I learned something within myself and my technique. So, to bring it out that soon, I'm just like, I'm going to have 21, 20, 21 meters in me next. Because I'm, I'm not even perfect right here. Yeah, so you had had a, a little technique tweak. How, how many weeks before this? The, the week of. The week of. I, you found, had a little, I figured something out the week of. And you are like, ooh. Yeah. So you hadn't even had a whole lot of time to perfect it. You just kind of had done it a couple times in practice. And yeah. And it's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and do it. Yeah. So you're going through like your checklist. You're doing your, your uh, mental visualization prior to the throw. Uh-huh. But when you step in the ring. I go blank. You go in blank and you're just full energy and power yeah okay that can kind of help me and that can kind of hurt you sometimes sometimes. yeah yeah so here you are getting ready you begin your rotation and then you just freaking launch it and i'm gonna play that back one more time (laughs) i love that so you just completely launched this thing so there's uh for those who are listening, there's two markers out there. And and tell people, one's 16 meters, one's 18 meters. Yeah. 
And those, what are those markers there for? Just to kind of give you a reference uh, point? or Just to give us a reference point of where we're throwing at. Yeah. Yeah. And you toss it like a solid two meters past that line. You can see like all these all these indentations by the 18 meter mark. Yeah. <laughs> and yours is significantly in front of, of those marks. Right. Um, so then they come out and measure it and you can see this reaction just like, let's go. Yeah, I was ready. And that was just like, what was that? Now, okay. At, at that point, you don't know what it was. that you've thrown. You just knew that felt really good, and yeah. you saw that it went really far. Yeah. How yeah. does the measuring work? Is it like electronic? Um, they have an electronic um, measurement. So um, before we even start, they have something in the ring, and then they have another little stick outside yeah. where they measure how how far it is at yeah. that time. So they just stick that thing in the ring, in the in the indentation, and mm-hmm. then you're like the, the very front of the indentation. Yeah, the yeah. very front. And then they go. It measures it, and then at some point, what, it just pops up on the board, or they yeah, make an announcement? Yeah, it pops up on the board. Okay, and so when you see that, I don't know if it's on this video or not, but when you see that... I think it is. So you're up there looking. And then when they, when they like, call it out, I'm like, this month? Like, yeah. Oh, so that's when you're like, yeah! <laughs> that's when you find out that, that it you... It was 20 meters. Yeah, 20 meters. So you threw a 2012. Yes. So let's tell people what... That is 66 feet. Yeah. Some change. <laughs> so it's throwing a, uh, an eight, um, pound, eight, an 8.8 pound metal ball, 60 feet. Yeah. Like, yeah, 20 meters of, for, um, you know, for the Americans, that's 20 yards. Uh, <laughs> that's basically 20 steps if you want to like how far that is take 20 big steps mm-hmm. and you can see how far that is so think about throwing a 10 pound plate right you know sh- pushing it not not disking it uh 20 big ass steps yeah so with that throw you you solidified your spot to go to the olympics yes so first time ever to go to the olympics yes you you won the American Championship, which means for that year, yes, you you threw it farther than any other American. Mm-hmm. You won the American Championships. You set the meet record, yes, which means you threw it farther in that Olympic trials meet than anyone has ever thrown it. Yeah, you set the American record. No, I don't think it's an American record. It's not. I don't think. I believe Michelle Carter has the American record. Okay. It's a little bit. I think she's... I thought she had the world record number two. No, That was the... Um, I'm the second... No, the third woman in America to throw 20 meters. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, where do you stand in the American record then? The American record? Yeah. I I should know this. I thought you... Uh, Michelle Carter has the American record. Okay. But I believe it's like... Are you number two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just number two. Uh, I have to look that up to know. I just went blank. Okay. But Michelle Carter does have the American. Record. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And and you've got, but you're up there. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So like you just when when it was time to to put in work and and show show what you could do, you did it. Right. What was that feeling like? Um, to yeah. kind of just have that like culmination of like all those years of training and just it kind of peak perfectly. It was amazing, especially because I proved to myself because I knew I had it, but to not only prove to myself, but to prove to the other throwers also, because you will have some people, Oh, she's not consistent yeah, or this and that they'll have their little words, but I knew where I was going. I knew what I needed to do. And so it's like, that motivates me when people say little things. Yeah, yeah. It kind of motivates me. And so at the end of the day, when yeah. I made that team, everybody else was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Right. So in the day, I'm wearing the American flag on my shirt. Right. Um, okay. So <clears throat> you're on this like total high, right? You're just like, oh my gosh, I, I did it. I'm going to the Olympics. Right. Um, I, I threw the, the, my best throw. I, I hit these records. All right. Um, but then like the Olympics are two weeks away. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of quickly shift your, your mind from 
like celebration to like go back to work mode, right? Right. What was that like? I don't think I had time to really celebrate because mm-hmm. I like once I made it, I knew there was something else, like another meet where I wanted to go and do yeah. the same thing. So I, I don't think I really embraced it yet. I haven't had time to really embrace it because my mind is like, okay, what's the I'm next? ready. Yeah, what's yeah. next? What's next? So, so what's, what's it like once you qualify for the Olympics? What I think a lot of people aren't aware of is America is either the only country or one of the very few countries who doesn't have like a government-sponsored Olympic program. Yeah. In other words, like we don't pay our Olympic athletes to be athletes. Yeah. You get paid... Uh, by sponsorships, right? Or sponsorship in our um, our national government body like USA, the USA Track, yeah, yeah, USA yeah. Track and Field. So, in order to have any of that, you have to be one of the top athletes. Yeah. And so sometimes we get grants. Um, we fill out for grants that help us out with our travels, with yep. um, living expenses and things like that. So, um, it's it's hard because you have to make sure you're the top in order to be recognized, in order to get any sponsorship recognition, you have to be that top athlete. Yeah, you, you gotta be to. the top. Yeah. Or one of the, the tops. Of yeah. Um which is why so many of our Olympic athletes have full time jobs. Right. They're like there's like how you put food on your table, not by throwing the shot put. Right. Um because of your success in shot, um, you get the grants, the sponsorships, and, and the, the money from the USA track to, like, go do the meets, mm-hmm. and, um, a lot of, like, living expenses, training expenses, all that kind of stuff. But, right. but at the end of the day, the way you pay your mortgage is you have to have a full-time have job, right? Yeah. It's just so, so many of our athletes are, are like working. that. Yeah. yeah. So when you make it to the Olympics, does someone call you and say, hey, Jessica, congrats, and here's the next steps? Like, what, what, what happened? No, so right after – the Olympic trials, we have to go through, like, drug testing mm-hmm. and uh, all these protocols. And then we go through uh, where we get our Olympic gear okay. and stuff. That's pretty amazing. Is that at the trials? Yes. We did that. Um, it was the next day, okay. I believe. Yeah. So. Um, through getting our bags. Okay. And taking our pictures. And then That's we awesome. had. Um, so you're just, they're get, you're getting all this swag. Yeah. And you're just, like media and yeah, stuff and okay. i'm just like oh i'm not used to this what yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was cool it was like oh my gosh it's just i can't even explain it yeah. mind blowing like everybody's there congratulations gifts here yeah you can have what you want and i was just like okay <laughs> and then like how do you get that back to your house like you just gotta check it on they, gotta... <laughs> yeah i had to check on the bags a big um, old bag of like Olympic stuff. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the people at the airport, like, look at your bag and yeah, kind of look at like, you. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're going to the Olympics. I'm like, yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. And I didn't have to pay for my bag, which is cool because they're pretty heavy. And then going to <laughs> yeah, the but... Olympics, everyone was like, yeah, you're a rookie because I came to the Olympics with three bags, uh, not knowing there was going to be three other bags there waiting for me, with, like our podium stuff, our polo stuff, yeah, yeah. skims. I'm like, what? So you it's took like, six bags home? Yeah. And I was just like, you I had to get to a porter to, yeah. like someone to help you carry yeah. them. Um, that's awesome. So you get all your stuff. And like, you know, do they, right then and there, do they kind of like set up your travel arrangements or yeah. whatever? Okay. Yeah. We set up our travel arrangement. They um, ask us when we want to go um, and when do we want to leave and things like that. So. When you want to go to the Olympics? So. Yeah. So, so I think, I believe we had a time frame to go there um, just because of the COVID protocols mm-hmm. and things. So my coach really talked to them about all that. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So I didn't know they gave you Kevin. And th- uh, for, this was a weird Olympics. Yeah. Because um, there was no fans. Yeah. There was no, uh, like your, your family couldn't go, your coaches couldn't go. It, the coaches could have went. My coach, um, I had my uh, mentor there with me, but right. my actual throwing coach, he wasn't able to go at right. this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was just kind of a weird situation. And they were kind of like in and out. You, yeah. Like a lot of times they'll fly you in. You can stay there a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy like after you, if you're early on, if your competition's early on, you can stay. Right. And and they have they were telling party. me that they have parties and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like they have once everything's done, they used to have big parties for yeah. all the Olympians. And yeah. I'm just like, ah. Uh. Yeah. That's why we gotta make it to the Paris. Yeah. So definitely. <laughs> you can, definitely. You can experience all that. Um. 
So then are you on a flight with just all Olympic athletes? Or do they fly you like on a commercial? Is it a chartered plane or is it on a commercial flight no, to Japan? A big plane. Yeah. Like a big old, uh, I think it was Japan plane or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I rode first class. So but I, is it is everyone on the plane an Olympic athlete? On my flight, it was only me and a few Olympic okay. athletes. But they had other flights where it was just Olympic athletes. That's but, cool. Um, I think we had some coaches on our um, yeah, yeah. flight, some um, uh, medical staff. Okay. And but is like everyone that. going to the Olympics? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so then you arrive in Japan. Kind of talk through how what how far in advance did you arrive? Um, I got there three days before I competed. You threw on a th- – was it a Friday? It was Friday and Sunday. So I got there – no, no, I love Sunday. So I was there four days okay, ahead of time. So you, in those four days, you got to get your sleep, sleep back on track. Yeah, okay. Yeah. One one time, I was sleep for like 10 hours through the day. <laughs> I was like, try to stay up until like 9 o'clock. And I'm just like. I'm exhausted. Yeah. yeah. I tried to do it the first couple of days, but I was like, I'm just going to listen to my body. And when my body says sleep, sleep. Yeah. And then. Did what I wanted to. Yeah, that's that's something that like you don't take into account in your training is like the necessity to get onto a sleeping pattern. Yeah, and because and, and, let's say you like you throw at ten a.m. every day, mm-hmm. that's when your tra- your your training is right. Right. Well, in the trials, the qualifying rounds at like ten, but then the finals are at like six seven p.m. Yeah, so that's, that's how it was. Yeah, yeah. it's a totally different time. Yeah, and then in the Olympics, you may be throwing at two a.m. Mm-hmm. like. Here. Uh, yeah, it's it was a 12 hour difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's like trying to get your body regulated. That stuff. Yeah. So you get off the uh, you get off the plane and what's it like? Well, what happens? It's it's how it's like mentioned. It looks futur- futuristic. Like I'm like what? And everything's so clean, organized. They're very very organized over there. Yeah. And I'm just like, and then because of COVID. It was no one in the um, airports. And I'm like, is this the regular? I was asking them questions. Like, is this the regular airport? They was like, yeah, this is it. So we got through customs and um, testing pretty fast. And then the buses came. And then um, when getting to the village, they have, like, little buses that drive themselves. I'm like, what? Oh, really? Yeah. They were so driving. you're on a self-driving bus. Yeah. To go from the airport to the village? Not not the airport, but in the village. Okay. It takes us to where we want to go, like, because we had practice and stuff yeah. away from it, and it took us to, like... So you get on a... It's not a tram. It's not on tracks. It's no, like it's, it's an bu- actual bus, bus that drives itself. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was That's cool. cool. The buildings, the architecture of Japan, of Tokyo, was insane. Yeah. Every building was different, high. Everything's big, yeah. high, high. I'm just like, what? Okay. Like, imagine New York, but 30 times better. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you get so you get to the Olympic Village, and, I mean, do they, like, take you on a tour, show you around? They take you to your to your dorm? Uh, so the bus took us to our, our dorm, and, and d- then... Tell, tell people how the dorms are organized. The dorms, so we have suites, and we have suite mates. Some people have roommates, and some people don't. Okay. I was blessed not to have a roommate, mm-hmm. and I had a queen, um, what is it, protective bed or something? Oh, like nice. That. Yeah, I had that. So I was blessed to have that. Um, so, um, yeah, we had the suite mates, and we all shared, like, uh, a bathroom together. Yeah. And then um, we actually did er- – everything was in the village, so we can walk to every okay. everything or get on the little bus. And, like, like, USA has its own building, basically. Yeah, it's it like had its own building. All USA athletes are in here. Yeah. And then y'all go to a cafeteria that's, like, the biggest – cafeteria you've ever seen right up upstairs downstairs cafeteria and then uh the way the food was i'm so upset that i didn't i was just so amazed i didn't even do videos or anything but they have like different culture of food where you can eat so So here's like the asian food here's the indian food and here's um american American food food and all all that yeah and then some of our food came from oregon i heard them say i was like okay okay yeah it makes sense i mean it's uh, shorter distance to fly it from the the, the west coast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, 
you're you're in there and then you're kind of kind of trying to get regulated do you have like a schedule that you have to follow do they say like or is it kind of up to you like hey you gotta be a, like it's it's kind of up to us but my mentor made sure she stayed on top of me as yeah. far as this is what time you're getting up this is what time we're going to the track yeah. make sure you get treatment this is what time you need to be back in your room um is it like so for treatment and stuff is that going on in the in the American uh, building, or is that like at the track? Um, so it we have it at our um building, and we had it at the track. So, um, that was pretty cool because I was around some of the Olympic swimmers and some uh, what is it, sword? Uh, not sword. Or oh, uh, the fencing. The fencing, and I got to see um some of that, and I was just amazed. I felt like a fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you get to go and and watch any of the other competitions? No. That no. was terrible. They didn't allow us to. Because of COVID? Because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but at the track, if we were already there, they allowed the people to stay. So it's like we didn't have fans, but we had the other teams and the coaches and everybody there. Were they kind of watching? That were kind of watching, okay. so it kind of helped. That's cool. Did they, I mean, they had like project or like TV showing everything the whole time? Yes. Okay. Yes. Each um, dorm room had um, TVs and our little game room area. Okay. Where they were showing all, you can pick what event you wanted to watch. Very cool. Um, all right, so now let's kind of talk about the competition and how like um, how all all that went. Like, what was it like to kind of like walk out into the Olympic Stadium and be like, "Holy crap, I'm about to right." Throw the I Olympics. was like, I'm actually at the Olympics. I think that was my first glimpse of I made it to the Olympics. Yeah, like yeah. Seeing that big stadium. Yeah. And the field, it was so amazing. The people working on it and then stepping into the actual shot put ring, I yeah. said, I'm at the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. made one of my biggest dreams yeah. ever. So I think I was kind of, that was the first time in two years that I ever been nervous. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like. I was going to ask, like, does it, does it seem a little bit kind of like, um, not overwhelming, but like um, distracting almost? A little bit. Like, like where you like the 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 impact of the situations like actually starting to kind of like have a psychological impact on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, and then I was just like, these are the same girls I'm used to competing yeah. with. I try yeah. to have that same mindset, but it was just it was just different being like my first Olympics, and it's like okay, it's a learning experience, yeah. and I was just I was embracing the moment because this this moment only comes once every four years. All right. Yeah. Oh, but the thing we. I, we've talked about is that, you know, there are more people that have won the Super Bowl right. that have stepped into the Olympic circle to throw shot put. Right. So, yeah. Um, you're in a select, select uh, group of people there. Yeah. Is the, is the, is the competition amongst um, the other shot putters? Is it, is it friendly? Is it unfriendly? Is it, is it cordial, but, hey, we're all here to kind of win? Like, yeah. like how does it all work? Some some people are unfriendly. Some people are cordial. Some people are. It's it's different everywhere. Just um, every person's different. I, I know when you go to the meet and you're like, oh, I'm ready to do, like, Ray. Ray is one of those athletes that's like, B, I'm here. This, like, she's yeah. more intense. Like, she's the beast. I'm the beauty. I'm gotcha. the one that's just, like, more laid back. But yeah. once it's time to bring out that. Yeah, that yeah. dog, it comes out. So Raven at the at at the uh, at the event is she doesn't play. She's not Ray, there to to chat and have no. fun. She's here to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, throw the shot. She's motiv- like she's our uh, my motivator also. Yeah, while she's there, like when she sees that I'm not doing what she knows I can do, she'll come and kind of slap me on the back and like bring this shit out. Like yeah, I was just together. like if someone throws a big shot, like are y'all like. Heck yeah, giving a yeah. high five, yeah. or you're like, shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. It's like, okay. She's like with, um, what's her name, Gong, mm-hmm. through the 20 meters. I'm just like, okay, yeah. that's big there. Yeah. I say, come on, Ray. And she's like, Ray getting into her little mold, yeah, walking yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. So Very cool. Um, I say, and then, uh, so at the Olympics, when you, when you threw, um, didn't have the best meet ever. Yeah. Uh, just had a little bit of a struggle kind of getting it within the um, within the boundaries and had some some foot faults. Like, how, how did how did that make you feel? Um, I think I was so being in qualifying, 
I had two fouls, and then I made it on my last throw, which I was just like, okay. Explain to people what a foul means in shot. So, basically, if you step outside the ring, if you step on the toe board, it's a scratch. It doesn't yeah. count at all. So, yeah. you can throw one of the biggest throws in the world. And if you step on that toe board or outside of that ring. Or even it, glance it yeah, with your foot. It doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You or you throw that. it outside of the. Sectors. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So, I was, I was physically there but i don't think i was mentally yeah there um during the olympics uh yeah so yeah yeah um and so like at the end of it ended up not doing uh as good as you wanted to but mm-hmm. then raven got the silver yeah do you get it like do you stay for the ceremony and yeah i and stayed to that? watch their ceremony like sometimes once um you're done you don't make the final rounds they tell you you can go or you can stay so i stayed i supported I, i'm always going to be a supporter of the girls because it's hard to get to where each and every one of us were yeah so i like to support and see the competition and see what what um they're working with and things like yeah. that. yeah um what what was the winning throw what did gong throw oh she threw a, a PR of 20, 20 something, 2022 20, oh, 20, 20, or 2030 so. something. She threw, and she had two. Her last two throws were over 20 meters. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. <laughs> I got to go throws. back and watch yeah. that. Yeah. Big throws. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, uh, then, like, when you left um, that day, that next day? I left the next day. Yeah. So they were like, okay. So they give you 24. Hours, I believe, or 24 to 48 hours to, okay, you're here. It's time to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, so you come back to the stage. You go see your family. Like, what was yes. that like? I went home, saw my family. They were very excited, very welcoming. I uh, had a little party and stuff for me. That was, I just felt great. And then on the cake, it said, our hero. So to be able to go home and to have that effect on my family, not even my family, but, like, people I grew up with, yeah. just my city, Yeah. I'm just like, um amazed that i can do that yeah yeah, yeah that's super special that um like, like so many people can look up to you as like having done something that's very unique and very special yeah um okay let's talk about kind of um what's in the future for you like where, where you want to go now um because like uh, after the olympics the conversation was like, hey, go enjoy some time off and right. then let your brain clear. Right. You know. Um, and I still haven't done that. It's like I probably took off two weeks, but I probably really didn't take off two weeks because after leaving Tokyo, I went home for a week and then I came back. Yeah. And then I had a track meet. I went to another track meet that, and that com- following Sunday. <laughs> competed two weeks after the election. Right. And I'm just like, and then at that track meet, I threw like nineteen twenty one. I was like, why didn't you do this at trials? Yeah. But I was just more, yeah. And yeah. it was fun. I was just like, I love competing. I were people there going, holy crap, that's Jessica Ramsey? Um, the kids were. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was talking to my coach, Coach Connie, and it's like, some of them, like, hey, can I get a picture? And I was like, I'm, I'm not used to this. I'm still getting used to it, like yeah. the people coming up and talking and taking pictures. And then some of them you can see um, – they were kind of nervous. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I, I love kids. So I'll just walk up to the kids. Hey, what you doing? It's it, like talking. Was it a high school track meet or a college? No, that was actual professional track uh, meet. Okay. So I think all pros were at that, ah, okay. that track meet. Gotcha, yeah, getting cool. some meets going before they go overseas. <laughs> okay. Um, so kind of cleared your mind, and, and but now what's in the future? In the future, um, folks, so we have um, indoor coming up. So I try to make um, weekly goals what I'm going to do to get me to uh, indoor championships to medal there. And when is that? That is, I just wrote it down. It's February, I believe, 18th okay. through the 20th. And yep. then we have a world indoor championships, which is will be in March. Yep. I don't know the specific dates for that, but we have a world indoor championships. Yep. So this is a big year also because we have – Indoor championships, and then we have world championships here in Oregon. This is going to be the first time ever that the world championships yeah. is in. Next fall? Yeah. And next winter? I believe in June. July. 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 So you got Olympics, indoor champion, world cha- uh, indoor world championships, and outdoor world championships. Yes. All really within a 20 or 12-month period. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like you can't really take time off because you don't want to lose what 
I just found. Right. So. right. Yeah, you got to, like, that, that new technique, you got to keep developing it and right. ingraining it. Right. So I have to get stronger, uh, uh, working on my body maintenance, getting an MRI done, because I know during the whole year I kind of had, like, a little, little knee, pain. knee pains and stuff yeah. like that. So try to get that working. And once I get that, my left side fixed, I'm just going to go stupid. Like, yeah. it's, it's going to be, like, amazing. This this upcoming year, I, I see big things really yeah. happening. You've been have basically the last six months. This you've been having left left knee pain. So like yeah, training has involved you know pain from from that and throwing. That's that's your pivot foot. So yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like hard to hard to develop or it's hard to maximize your performance when you got pain in that knee the right. whole time. Um, all right, uh, let's kind of finish it out talking a little bit about training. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does training look like for a, uh, Olympic shot putter? Uh, as far as for me, my training schedule is Monday through Sunday. I don't really like to take days off, so I'll have throwing maybe four days a week. And then I work with you, my trainer twice a week now. And then I do Pilates and trying to get into yoga just to keep my hips and uh, body moving correctly. Yeah. So there's no days off. Yeah. It's every day. And so still on top of working. Yeah. You're throwing four-ish days a week. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing heavy lifts. Tw- uh, twice a week. Twice a week. Yes. But sometimes you're doing three days a week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we train either one or two times a week. Right. So basically the way your training is set up currently is – uh, you've got your specific training, which would be the throws, mm-hmm. or just track um, shot put specific stuff right. at the track. We you have like your strength uh, development days, or that's like your big lift. So you're doing squat, front squats, yeah, um, pin pulls, bench, bench incline, press. yeah, yep, yeah. And then uh, with with us, we try to focus on a lot of the smaller muscles and mm-hmm. kind of trying to find balance in your body and in your development, right? And then you do some body maintenance stuff with like yoga, Pilates, yeah, adjustments. Kind of yeah. Um, and so when you came to us, the, I mean, remember what you said was, you felt like you needed to to work on more power, mm-hmm. build up your posterior chain, your your core, and your and your um, your core and your hips. Yes. And so what we realized was like in doing, uh, well, one thing about about shot put is it's, um. It's always the exact same movement. Mm-hmm. So it's just repetitive motion over and over and over again. And it's unilateral, meaning it's only one-sided. Right. Like you don't ever throw like with your left hand. Right. So everything is somewhat imbalanced because the, the move itself is imbalanced. Right. Um, and then in the big movements, uh, the way I explain it to people is that um, when you're doing your big compound movements like a squat or bench, you're not really training or testing your entire body what you're doing is training or testing your weakest muscle group at its weakest joint angle so your legs may squat 600 pounds but your core only squats 400 pounds so you squat 400 pounds so what we do is kind of look at look at that body and go okay well where is that weak link yeah where's the thing we need to build up Mm -hmm. and so we don't get a whole lot of specific core hip or upper back posterior chain work in doing those big power movements right. so we you came to us and recognized like this is an area i need to work on mm-hmm. and so we came up with a strategy to um to kind of address that right so what do you feel like over the last year well and, and something i just thought about is kind of interesting is like you were kind of blessed with an extra year of training right to prepare for these olympics because mm-hmm. they pushed the olympics back a year right you know uh, had that not happened, you may not have come here. Mm-hmm. You may not have found that little tweak in the technique. Like right. you might just gone to limp, uh, you might just gone to the qualify uh, qualifiers and been like, or the trials and been like, eh, I did okay, but I didn't make it. You know, right? Um, and it would take you another four years to like maybe realize some of that stuff. Right. But what do you feel like? We kind of were some kind of the big breakthrough moments over the last year, like things you learned as an athlete that um, helped you get to where you got. I learned that I really wasn't elite when I couldn't do pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> the pull-ups or my core, like, focus, like, 
you got my core, my body movement, me feeling like actually feeling myself knowing where I am in the ring. Yeah. Like overall as an athlete everywhere. Yeah. Every everything was changed. Like I opened my mind to something different. Yeah. And then it showed me, okay. Like being able to open up my mind to know how to be an elite athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the um it's the the like early on in your athletic development, it's like um, the things you do have kind of take big giant leaps. In mm-hmm. other words, meaning like, um, what's the easiest way to get better at shot put? Do shot put. Right. Okay. Now, once you're doing the shot put, what's the next thing you got to do? You got to get strong. Right. Because if you don't have good technique and you're not strong, it doesn't matter what else you do. You're not throwing the shot put far. Right. But then when you get into that, like, okay, now you're in, like, the 95, 96, 97 percentile of, mm-hmm. like, your capabilities. And we go, like, well, how do I get that extra 1%? Like, right. how could I get that extra half a half a meter or, or, or even a tenth of a meter? Right. You know, that's where we kind of really got to dig in and go, like, okay, well, like, what's the limiting factor here? Right. Sometimes it's it's strength stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's kind of looking and going, you know what? Like you, we got to build, build your core up a little bit. Right. Sometimes it's mindset stuff. It's like, I think a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's recovery stuff. Sometimes we got to go like, Hey, we got to learn how to eat so they can, so that we can maximize our training. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't eat insomnia cookies. <laughs> That's our main staple of nutrition. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was a big thing. Eating I was just like everybody's like, do you have an eating um, ritual? I'm just like, I do. I eat. I eat four insomnia cookies every hour <laughs> <laughs> while I'm at work. That helped. Like once we got to like our meal planning and stop eating sweets. What were the eating like Snickers or something? I told you I had a eating box lots, of Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> My eating got a lot better too, so I yeah. think that helped. Um, well, and the benefit of that uh, is that your body recovers better mm-hmm. and you have better fuel for all the training that you, you have to do to be elite. Yeah. It's like to train seven days a week. Guess what? You got to feel the, feel the, uh, yeah. the car, right? Not feel the machine. Six packs and 12 packs of cookies. And yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, sleeps, sleep as well. Learning how to, yeah. Um, manage your time and, and, and get into a sleep process yeah that helped out too uh once we went over our plans of just put your phone on do not disturb and put it on the side of the bed where it doesn't rain that helped me out too uh going to bed at a decent time or trying to find to go to sleep at the same time each day right so yeah and those those are those are like not groundbreaking things yeah but when you start putting those things together Mm mm-hmm um, then becomes groundbreaking. It yeah. It's a big difference. Definitely. Because we went from throwing, or I don't know, we, you went from throwing 18s to throwing 19s 19. and then throwing 20. 20. Yeah. And, um, and that's after having throwing a shot put for how many years? Uh, well, rotationally, this is going on my third year. Yeah. Because I started off as a glider. Yeah. Um, my whole, um, college year and then, probably three years going into with uh, my new coaches, I was a glider. Yeah. So I've been doing the rotational shot put for three years. So it's just like. So how long have you been throwing shot put collectively? Um, I would say about 10 years. What, how old are you? I'm 30. No, you've been throwing shot puts during middle school. Well, yeah, middle school. <laughs> but I take it as like for being like the, good, good with it, good gotcha. with it about 10 years. Well, but I guess what my point was that for so you're 30, almost 20 years you've been throwing shot put. Yeah. Um, but but for 20 years you've been making improvements. Yeah, definitely. You, know, you made and improvements all through middle school, all through high school, all through college. Yeah. Continue making improvements um, as a pro. And um, and it's, I guess, what the, the lesson to learn from that, what I'm trying to get, get across to people, is mm-hmm. that um, that – a willingness to kind of um, try something different or try something new mm-hmm. or kind of like having a growth mindset of like, I can be better right. and seeking that out. Like right. who's the coach? Who's who's the person? Who 
where's the strategy or the group of people that's going to that's going to take me to that next level right is a forever process definitely you know and that's if you love it stick with it it's it takes time and a lot a lot of sacrifice yeah. like being away from family friends uh Sometimes being places you don't want to be just because that's where you're stationed. Yep. It's just like, if you love it, give it your all. Because it was time, uh, maybe during the virus, I was just like, I don't know if I, because I'm still training. Yeah. But I'm not making money. I'm not competing. I'm not doing what I love. So I had, sometimes it was a mental thing also, like, I, I want to be done. I want to go and find my career job. I want to yeah. go and, because I had an interview uh, working with kids, yeah, and I really, really wanted to do it. But then, spoke with my coach. I spoke with my agent. It was like, well, you know, the Olympics is coming up, yeah. And I'm the type of mentor where I want to give the kids 100 percent yeah. of me, and not be here, and then have to travel, and then I. And it was just, it was hard. So I was just like, that's another tough thing, especially about being an Olympic athlete, uh, especially about being a female an Olympic athlete, that people don't maybe don't consider sometimes is like you're, you're kind of reaching your peak potential as an athlete in that it's well depending on the sport but in your late 20s early 30s mm-hmm. you know yeah and but that's at the same time it's like you know that's when careers happen and and, and, and yeah. families happen and all that kind of stuff and that's a it's a tough it's a tough balance right but definitely. um but um here's a question though for you has it been worth it Yes, definitely. Good. Definitely, especially knowing, oh, this eight-year-old girl, I'm going to go to the Olympics and then actually doing it. It's yeah. Like, okay. It's absolutely. It was well worth it. Yeah. So. All right. Well, now the goal is to do it again, right? Definitely. Go to Paris. Yeah. I see a lot. I, I definitely see a lot more 20 meters coming. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, so now you've unlocked it. Now you know your potential. Yeah. You're just like, I can do this. Yeah. So now you just keep doing it. Right. Right. Or, yeah. or do it even further. Yes. So, gong, we're coming for you. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jessica, thanks for coming on MBS Fitness Radio. Any final words or thoughts? Uh, chase your dreams and love it. Love everything that you do, and don't be discouraged and keep going. Love it. All right, MBS Fitness Radio, out. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.